morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Friday, November 24th, and happy thing. I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, all right. Like I said last episode, but if you didn't get a chance to check that out yet, it is Dos Compadres for the time being. Unfortunately, Ken is unable to be on at this time. However, we look forward to having him back in the future. And with that, Gray, how have you been? What have you been listening to this week? I have been listening to uh, not quite a lot. There there was something that dropped in the middle of the week that's kind of demanded a lot of my attention. Or middle of last week, I should clarify. Uh, and that's Vondi's latest album, Luna. I don't know if you've seen this thing, but it's massive. Like absolutely massive. It's oh, I did so. see. I did see yeah. it drop. I just haven't had any time to even check it out. It, it's thirty-five tracks and it's two hours and ten minutes. <laughs> like it is massive. Like absolutely massive. So I've I've been kind of jamming to that and really been enjoying that. Especially if you're a Vondi fan. I mean, it has everything he's put out in the past year or two. I do, I don't want to be get uber specific because I don't know. But I mean, like I said, it's 35 tracks and it's just, I mean, there's a lot on here. So if you're a Vondi fan, like last week you were eating, eating well, it was really good. Uh, Tonon has dropped uh, his latest single, Snow Love, which, you know, it's that, it's getting that time of year though, the wonderful winter season and uh, Snow Love is just a lovely song. Uh, So if you're interested in a little different uh, if, if you haven't checked out Tonun yet, he's a Music Corner alum. And I, I love Snow Love. This is fantastic and just a wonderful addition to his discography. Uh, LOL has dropped their latest single. And it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love it. It's called Chigua Love, something like that. But... It doesn't sound any like it, it sounds pretty different for an LOL song. It, it's got a much different sound, a, a different feel to it, kind of like a laid back vibe, sort of. And I, I would, I, I, I know I'm a huge LOL fan. They, they do, they don't do much wrong in my eyes, but th- this is a way different than what they typically release. And I, I would highly recommend you checking it out if you've checked out any of lol stuff in the past few years or and like them uh there's or you know if you didn't like if you haven't liked some of their more recent offerings check out um chigu hagu love chihagu hagu love because it, it is like i said it's a little different it's got like a slightly different sound a more of a laid back style uh kind of that honestly i i'd been digging a lot as of late anyway so this really kind of fell in, in, in into my lap uh, and been lo- loving that. I went. I've been going back to Dancehall Magic by Bradio, which I, I think has just turned into my album of the year. Uh, there, there's just not a bad track on that album. It, it's all fantastic from first song to last, and I, I cannot stop listening to it. When I when I'm bored or, or just need something to listen to, it's my go-to. And I'm just absolutely adoring it to death. It's it's such a lovely album. This is their best album that they put out in a long time. And 
you know, no, I really enjoyed their Yes album. I, I still need to go back and listen to their previous album, Joyful Style, which I did add it to my uh, library, but I, I, just, I haven't listened to it yet because I keep listening to Dancehall Magic. It's so good. And I, 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 would, I would put Dancehall Magic up there with their Freedom album, which uh, was their second album. And I, I love that, that album to death. It was, it was really good. Uh, so I've been really jamming to that. Uh, still been listening to the opening for Outlaw Star, which was Through the Night by Masahiko Arimachi. So uh, other than that, the Generations did drop their latest release, which is called Beyond the Generations EP. And it's, it's not too bad. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it uh, for what it is. The best track on here, though, is, is a solo track. Uh, Ryoto Kazuhara did Better With You. And that that thing is a masterpiece. That is easily the best track on here. I, I immediately started thinking of my wife when I heard this song. I, I tried to see if there was a version of this song on YouTube to send to her so she can hear it. Uh, and... Sadly, I could not find it, but it is on like Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, the full EP is pretty good. The Wonderless Band Arrangement version is all right. It's the weakest track on here, in my opinion. Everything else is great. Diamonds, Winter Wish, uh, Mina Nalta is all right. That was another one. That was another all right track. But Dance Dance the Life Away, which is done by Ryota Katayose, is a pretty solid track. I, I thought it was really good. It was my favorite track up until I heard uh, Ryoto uh, Kazuhara's Better With You, which is just, like I said, that, that thing is amazing. Uh, and I, I cannot give it enough praise. Uh, just the vocal uh, turn that he does on that is so good. And definitely just a highlight. So uh, if you're a Generations fan, I definitely check out Beyond the Generations EP. But that's pretty much what I've been listening to. Nothing too out of the norm. Luna, what has been gracing your lovely ears? So I've been listening to a couple things, actually. I mainly went on a deep dive with Twice, and I I had picked up their Merry and Happy album when I was in Japan, and I absolutely fell in love with it. It is the repackage of their Korean album, if you don't know. And it is absolutely amazing. Like, I I just really started to fall in love with Twice and just started listening to all their music in general. And there was a Christmas song on there. It's Merry and Happy, which is the title, even though it's a repackage. So repackage means they had an original album and then they, they did a repackage with new songs, new packaging. But that got me down the whole twice I don't even I'm gonna say twice to coaster because I mean you know they have a title called uh song uh, song album album sorry and I did go back to a lot of their k-pop stuff and j-pop stuff so I finally listened to eyes wide open as a full because I love the track I I can't stop me it's one of my favorites that album was absolutely fantastic I finally get to check out their Japanese album Celebrate that came out in 2022 
And I was shocked at how good it was. Like, the lead track, Celebrate, has great lyrics. Their vocals are amazing. I love the melody. Voices of Delight was really good. Sandcastle, Just Be Yourself. I, I mean, I just fell in love with that album. And then I was listening to their Bulldozer album, BDZ. And I actually, this has grown on me. When I first listened to it years, years back and we talked about it, I didn't care for it as much. But revisiting this, I actually really like it. I think Bulldozer is a great way to start off the album. I also really enjoyed One More Time. But the best track on an album is one called Wishing. And it is a ballad. Do not pass that one up because it has to be one of their best songs hand down. Their vocals are just beautiful. You feel the emotions come through on it. The lyrics, I highly, highly recommend it. I honestly, like, was surprised how much I liked this album, but that song gripped me completely. And then, of course, I went back and listened to a few, their, like, their And Twice, the Repackage Edition, which I really like. I still like Breakthrough. Not as much as I did before. It really went down on my top Twice songs after hearing a lot of their newer works. I thought Happy Happy was cute. Fake and True was pretty good. Um, but, I mean, all in all, that was a pretty solid album, too. And I just started going through their whole discography, and I will say I did not realize how extensive Twice's discography is with their Japanese releases and their Korean releases. And whoo, it's a lot, but it's an interesting path to go down, and I'm really enjoying what the girls have been um, offering. Not to mention they did just drop their new Korean album, Ready to Be, and it's it's fantastic. I'm looking forward to when they bring some of these songs to Japan because their Crazy Stupid Love is amazing. Set Me Free is amazing. I love Moonlight Sunrise. It's a solid mini album. So with that, I've been listening to other things besides them. I also was listening to Fakey, especially because they just announced that they are disbanding in January. And that was one thing that kind of took me as a shock, but I wasn't shocked. But on top of them announcing their disbandment, they also released a new EP called Departure. And I've been checking that out. Um, I really like the song It's Alright, To the Stars, Summer Drive on there, which I absolutely love this summer, is a part of this EP. And I've been digging my way through that, which is really good. I also listened to Simba's new song called Tokyo Prima Donna, which I really liked. I like the slow chill vibe in it. Finally got around to listening to Aimee's new track with Modesty Beats called Wanna Vibe With You. Just makes me, one of the reasons I love her is I love her vocals. And this is such a chill track. Her vocals are strong. And it really feels like it's a vibe song you just relax and chill to. So I've been digging that one. I also finally started to get into winter tracks because my significant other really likes holiday music and I am not always game for it. So I did bring out my playlist and I haven't dived a ton into it yet, but I listened to May J's Christmas album called Christmas Song. So she does a rend- her rendition of All I Want for Christmas is You, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Silent Night, stuff like that. And I do recommend that mini album. It's very good. 
I also pulled in my Shimitani Hitomi, who does who did Koibito ga Santa Claus, which is a reboot of, uh, but you know, of an older artist. Everyone does Koibito ga Santa Claus, and that by Matsutoi Yumi. So, and I also have Yumi's version, of course. Also, I was digging out my Bonnie Pink Chain album because that is a solid, solid Christmas album as well. And also pulled out my Sakamoto Maya Driving in the Silence mini album because that is full of ones like Homemade Christmas, Melt the Snow and Me, Sayonara Santa. I highly recommend that as well. It's a very relaxing, nice way to listen to winter Christmas songs or holiday songs, I should say. And then along with that, I actually did go back to some concerts. So I've been digging my way through all the concerts I bought and went back to some oldies such as Nakashima Mika. I did her first tour from 03, which honestly was fabulous. Her vocals were so good and I loved how simplistic it was. I also went back to Kuraki Mai and it was from her Eternal Moment DVD, which had extra stuff on it. So it had her happy live tour, but it included like a documentary in that. I will say it was so nice going back to Kuraki Mai because she has a very light, airy voice. But I also love that it's so 90s, 2000s in the R&B style she does. And I forgot how much I loved that. And it just give, it puts you back in that sensation in that time period. Also went back to Ayuchi Rina with her Power of Words tour. And I got back... To me to listen to some other stuff like can't stop my love for you is one of my favorite songs by her and it just you know going back to that time period and then gray i know you would enjoy these i finally dug into some of my daichi mira concerts so i watched his live tour colorless from 2019 and his online live the choices from 2020 and i will say daichi can put on a tour and they both Fabulous. I mean, well done cinematography, his vocals, his dancing, like the choreography him and the dancers do. And I absolutely loved it. And I have a few other tours I haven't watched, but I'm looking more forward to watching them now. And it, he's just a phenomenal live performer. And you hear his vocals are good, but when you see him live, it's on a whole different level. And I was just blown away. And especially seeing it on Blu-ray with surround sound and a 70-inch TV, it makes a big difference. And you feel like you're there almost with how loud I had that up. That sounds awesome. I would I would love to check out one of his live concerts because you know, he, he's such an entertainer. Uh, you can tell it in his music videos and and just like he the charisma that he carries of them like i imagine he'd put on a, a hell of a concert oh my god yes you're right about that charisma it shows and he is an entertainer you see that in these concerts and it's just amazing to watch especially like a full one all the way through even his online live one which i'm always 50 50 on online lives because it could go either way you wouldn't even know there was no crowd he almost filmed it like a movie and it was just so good 
I would I just couldn't believe how good it was and how well done it was. And I was like, he knows how to entertain and keep the energy up. I mean, that man maintained a hundred and ten percent energy that whole time. That that that's why I, I love and respect him. So it's nice to see, you know, uh he's you know, he he's earned like the love and respect of his fans. And Oh, absolutely. Yeah absolutely so i'll leave it off with that because it you know re-watching a lot of these just really gets me to dive back into their music and if anyone if you're if you listening are able to check out some of the lives i recommend it 100 percent because you really get to see artists in their element and entertaining and it's so much fun and it actually ties into our special topic today, if we think about it, since we're talking about live performances. So our topic today is something near and dear to our hearts at Ongaku to you. And it is coming up January, at, well, December 31st. I'm already jumping in January. December 31st. And it is our annual New Year's Eve Kohaku, the Uta Kohaku uh, Gasen. So they have finally released the initial artist list of everyone who is going to be there. And I will say, seeing this list, there was a big shock because two of the biggest, I would say, like some of the biggest artists, not just biggest artists, biggest labels, are not going to be there representing. And I know, great, me and you both know what they are, Grace. So I would say, can you guess? But we both already know who they are. So, great. I'll let you announce the... Uh, I'll announce the first one, and I'll let you announce the second one. So, the first one... The first one is Johnny's. There will be no artist representing Johnny's Entertainment at this Kohaku. Yeah, that was wild when Ken was telling me that... I, I, it makes sense. I, I You know, it, it wasn't like... I can't believe they did this. Oh, no, like, I'm not surprised. NHK yeah. is sticking by their, what they said. And yeah. I, I understand 100%, you know, they're not going to back down and they're sticking with it. So, I mean, right now we have, there's no artist representing Johnny's Entertainment. And given the circumstances and everything going on right now, it, I mean, it's, it's very sad for Johnny's and entertainment, what they're going through, like the artists themselves, because I know a lot of them have always been a huge part of the Kohaku. I mean, you're talking Arashi, um, the Johnny's juniors always show up, Johnny's West, Sexy Zone, you know, all those big name artists are always there and not seeing them. I mean, it, you know, it's unfortunate for them, but at the same time, it also is paving a way for a lot of other artists who might not have gotten that chance too. Yeah, and you know, it, it is nice to see, you know, as much as I, I like Johnny's and I love seeing, you know, Johnny's at the Kohaku, it does give an opportunity for, you know, lesser known groups that may, may not would have ever been able or been invited, or maybe they would be invited down the line or whatnot. It gives them a little bit more exposure. There's a couple of groups that we'll talk about that I'm not saying wouldn't have been invited uh, if Johnny's had been invited, but I'm not a hundred percent certain that, you know, they're the biggest thing in the world either. So uh, 
you, you know, it, it is nice that, you know, uh, the stage gets shared a little bit. And, you know, hopefully when what, Smile, I guess, uh, comes back or whatever their new name is going to be. I know that hasn't been determined yet, but whenever they they come back, you know, it'll, it'll be nice to see them kind of return. I, I'm a sucker for a redemption story. So hopefully, you know, you know they, they, they take the time that they need, get things settled and, you know, maybe maybe in a year or so they can come back. So we'll see how things shake out. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. And I know two of the big artists that this that have done so well this year is Stones and Snowman. So not having them on there representing Johnny's Entertainment, you know, that's that that's a big one. They've had some big hits this year, but at the same time, you know what? Good for NHK for sticking by what they said. And I'm sure, like you said, Gray, once they rebrand, we'll see what happens and where that goes. Yeah, you know, it's 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 so wild because I, I Danger Holic was easily one of the biggest releases of the year. Uh, you know, like the the numbers for Danger Holic were insane. It might be Snowman's biggest release. I, I haven't looked at the historical numbers. But it, it's up there. It's in the top three, most definitely. And yeah, just the fact that they're not going to get the, a chance to do that on stage is wild. Because uh, that, that's a good song, too. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it's it's wild. And with that, who is the other major label that will not have any representing artist? So I... Group that is near it, well, a mega group that's near and dear to my heart. I love them to death. Is the Exile Tribes? Uh, none of them will be there, and I it is it is wild because usually not all of them are there, but Generation shows up or Ballistic Boys shows up, like one of the groups is or there. JSB Sunday May Soul Brothers. Yep. Yeah. Uh. And it's wild that they're not going to be there. Now, I, Luna, do you do you know, have they revealed why? Or did they just not make the cut this year? From my understanding, I, they have their own New Year's show at the same time. So it's more conflicting interest or conflicting time periods. Because LDH has their own event going on at the same time NHK does. So... It's kind of like one of the reasons Ayumi Hamazaki almost never does NHK is because she always does a countdown tour each year herself. And so Exile, uh, so apparently like the Exile Tribe, they're part of LDH, they're doing something along those lines this year. Gotcha. Sounds like there's a new uh, countdown show I need to, I need to start watching because all my groups are going to be there. Yeah, so yeah, and sometimes the labels will do that or the artist will go and do something like that themselves. But that's the main reason, from my understanding, why they won't be there. Um, which is very a sad loss, but at the same time, it's at least better circumstances than than Johnny's. So Alright. Um 
And before we get started on the list of those teams, so this year they also announced the host, and those will be Hiroki Ariyoshi, Kana Hashimoto, and Minami ha- uh, Hamabe. And there will be a total of 44 performers that are and announced with that, they are going with a theme called Borderless Connecting Beyond the Borders. So they're really trying to make a connection with all the artists and around places. You can tell they're trying to go into 2024 with a big bam. And I think they're doing it right. There is a good amount of artists that this will be their first time on the Kohaku. And I I feel like not having some of the the really big ones we see each year who are on every year, and that we love them, like a lot of the Johnny's artists, Exile, this really has paved a way for some of these new artists who are really trying to get in here and get their place in that spotlight. Yeah, it's a very interesting lineup that they have this year. So I, I'm excited to kind of see, you know, how, how things go, especially since we're missing some, I would, I would argue key acts. Uh, and, uh, it'll be, it'll be a fascinating show. So I'm pretty excited to see what, how this pans out. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, let's break down our list. So with the red team, first up is we have, I'm young. And I know wasn't a surprise. This is her first, fifth time uh, participating on the Kohaku. And honestly, it's always a treat having her. She puts on her wonderful, wonderful performance. She also has a good amount of releases this year. She's had I Know Hana, Not Okay, and she has one called Anone coming out in December 6th. So it'll be interesting to see what she performs. I'm shooting for Anone. However, I mean, that could easily change. She could do a medley and stick with some of her best hits, too. But I'm still looking forward to checking out what she'll bring. Yeah, no, I hadn't seen... I I, I haven't kept up with Aimeon, so I, I'm not certain, you know, what all she'll she'll sing. But, uh, you know, it's, it's always nice to see her. She always puts on a good show. Uh, she's definitely a one that you know when she comes it's a act to look forward to so that it's always nice to see her on the list yep 100 percent agree and then the next artist we have up which is a first for them it's atarashi gakko so atarashi gakko has actually been around for quite some time um they're also known as atarashi gakko no diras New school leader, new school leaders is the tra- would be the translation. Um, so they're they're like I'm trying to think even how to describe them. They pretty much have school uniforms and sing in that that aspect, but their whole concept adopts the philosophy of challenging the norms in Japanese society. So they're that represent representation of Japanese youth. Um, so this is a group that I honestly wasn't super familiar with before this. And I was very, very excited to see someone new on here. And I got to listen to a little bit of their music. And I'm just like, okay, this is this is a group that I find very interesting. So I think welcoming them and having this be their first Kohaku will be great. 
Yeah, no, this is definitely a group I I had never heard of until they got announced. And I un, sadly, I hadn't had the opportunity to look them up privately and see what they're into. But uh, just going off of, you know, just pictures of the group and stuff like that, it'll be interesting to see what kind of performance that they do. And uh, hopefully, you know, it, it'll be memorable. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of groups here and, you know, you want to stick out. So, and it seems like they have the the stuff that will help them stand out in a big way. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I am as well. And they do have a new album that they released this year. And on top of that, they also have, I mean, they've also released a new single called Tokyo Calling. So... I mean, they have a good amount of material that they could easily choose. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they will do. And with that, we have another uh, first, which is Adol. So this is honestly really exciting. So we know that they did the One Piece thing last year and they did the Uta Uta songs. So this will be, and even though... Ada did the voice to Uta. It's still a different persona. So this will be Otto going on as Otto. And I'm very interested to see because Otto being a digital creator, you don't get to see what they look like. I'm curious how they'll do this. Will Otto come out on stage as themselves? Will there be like a hologram? So I'm looking forward to Otto's performance because I've just gained so much love for Otto's vocals lately and they've released a good chunk of music like Unravel, All Night Radio, Kuda Kuda, Dignity. And I honestly, I'm not sure what Otto will perform and I'm excited to find out. Yeah, when I saw Otto, it was really, really, I was, because and I know it's it's funny how they they are doing it because uh, she was Uta last year and now she's you know and that that was Uta's first appearance and now it's Otto's first appearance and I imagine it's gonna be kind of similar to what they did with Uta with uh, like some sort of like hologram performance and there'd be like some sort of three D avatar so I, I imagine it's gonna be a lot like that but. I could be wrong, and I don't know. This could be her big reveal. I severely doubt it, but it, yeah. it could be. It, 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 she could show up live in person. Yeah, but, it, it'll be interesting. And there's another artist that Otto collaborated with this year that's also going to be appearing. So when we get to them, I also wonder if they might do something together. But I don't want to spoil that yet. Yeah, no spoilers. Not yet, at least. Right, so we got Otto as a first, and next up we have the, well, she is a actress, model, and singer, Anul. So Anul is also known, uh, so she's, she's actually an all-around talent, in my opinion, because she's absolutely, like, fabulous. And she, her other, her real name is Shimizu Anul. And she's done, she's done a good amount of stuff and she's been really hitting it off with the music industry lately, which is awesome. And I'm actually very excited and it's funny because their names are so similar and they're right after each other. 
but Ano has a couple things, such as she had Namida Kun, uh, Namida Kun Kyomo Hayo released in um, October. She had Smile, Smile Aganai released. So there's a couple things she could easily pull in there. She also had the hit Chu Tayose. I'm very curious, like, what she'll perform. I honestly haven't really listened to much of her music, so I know I'm in for a surprise. But I'm banking on she's going to do Chu Tayose because it's the theme song for Chainsaw Man. And I know Chainsaw Man is still super big in Japan. And I'm honestly thinking she's going to go with that as it kind of looks like they're doing an anime theme in a sense because we got Otto in there and now we got Anno and then we got a few more other things to come that kind of makes me in that lead belief yeah since she did Chainsaw Man I, that would be what I, I expect honestly is uh, her doing that and yeah it does seem like they're doing some big anime theme this year which you know over the past few years, like we've seen a growing prevalence of anime at the Kohaku. So this kind of continues that trend a bit. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see uh, what she does. I, I'm, I, I had never heard of her until she got announced, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Unknown Axe or Wild Card, and that's something that, you know, can either be a lot of fun or it could be a disappointment or they could just come on and sing and leave. And you just, you never know. And that that's kind of, that's part of the excitement. And she's definitely a, like I said, a wild card. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what all she does. Absolutely. And then next we, we have one who's, very well known for always being in the Kohaku and we love her music and that is the lovely Sayuri Ishikawa and those of you who don't know she is she is a famous Inca singer and this will be her 46th Kohaku and I always am welcoming of having her back I love her vocals she's just has beautiful acts and looking at it she's had a couple releases this year so she has a couple of things that she could choose from, and I'm excited to see what she'll do. Yeah, she's a Kohaku staple by this point. And, you know, the, one of the great things about the it's you know watching the Kohaku and seeing it every year is we get to listen to a little bit of Inca, which is something we don't normally listen to. I, I, I'll speak for myself. I normally don't listen to it, but I do like it. I do enjoy it. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you only got so many hours in a day can't listen to everything but it's it's nice this is like my one time a year i get to appreciate inca and she always does a really good job really great performance and great vocals so i'm excited to see what she does i am as well and next we have another industry staple but this will be her first time in a kohaku and that is ran ito so those of you who don't know who Don Ito is and why this is a really big deal, I honestly am shocked it's her first. So Don Ito is the is a actress and she is the she's a previous member of the 1970s idol group called Candies. She was actually the leading member of this group and was in charge of the of like the trios most of their songs. 
So she did a lot of that solo work in there. And I, w- I honestly, like, so I know who Candies is. I've listened to a good chunk of their music. And seeing Ranito perform on this, and also she's released a new album this year, which is very exciting, called Level Point Nine Nine. I have a feeling I'm banking on she's going to either do a medley of some of her older songs and this, or she's going to do some of her newer ones. I know Haruni Natara is probably going to be the ones that she, one of the songs that she will do or at least include. I'm very excited though to see her first, her first performance in a Kohaku. Yeah, uh, this is another artist I I wasn't too familiar with, but it sounds like she's got a storied history, and uh, that makes uh, it interesting. So you know, definitely, uh, just you know, it's nice to see her here. And I'm not too familiar with the candies, but uh, you know, it, it is nice that you know Ron Ito, you know, gets to be here solo uh, and really showing what she's got. So it'll be exciting to see what she does. Yes, indeed it will. And then next up, we have Kohaku staple and industry staple, Fuyumi Sakamoto. So we, most of us, we should know Fuyumi Sakamoto by now. She is a famous Enka singer, and she always does a lovely performance on here. I'm always very excited to see her perform. I don't have too much more I, I can say about her. But I always look forward to seeing a lot of these Enka artists we don't get to see on the Oricon. Yeah, my thoughts on Fuyumi Sakamoto are very similar to Sayuri Ishikawa. You know, she does, you know, this is her 35th time coming back. She she always does really good. She's got phenomenal vocals uh, and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what she has to offer this year. Yes, indeed. So next up, we have great one of your favorites. So I know you're excited about this. Is Sakurazaka 46 will be back for their third performance. And great, what do you think Sakurazaka 46 will perform at the Kohaku this year? If we're lucky, it'll be Start Over, which was easily their strongest song of the year. But... Who knows if that that'll be the one? The their latest one, Shoni Yoko, uh, Yo Q, Shonin Yo Q, is probably gonna be the one that they pick because I think that one's sold better. I'm not looking at the sales numbers, so I'm just guessing. But I personally, I would love it to be start over. That was the stronger song, much better. That's easily the best song that they've cut since they formed the group. But it's hard to tell. I know this one just dropped, and so. But like I said, it was massive. It sold, I think, what almost a million copies last month. So it's you know, it could go either way. My my heart, my fingers crossed for start over. I agree with you on that because I also thought Start Over was a solid song. I didn't much care for Shonen Yoku, but it sold so well that it could go either way or they could also do a medley. There will be a few medleys done 
it, it's always hard to figure out who's going to do them though ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, it could they could do a medley. Uh, I I I don't see them doing a medley, but I don't either. I think they're maybe. gonna do one of their bigger songs, and it's probably gonna be Shonen Yoku. However, it would be nice if they did start over. So we will see. All right, and then next up we have another industry staple, which is Sheena Ringo, and this will be her eighth time on the Kohaku. And I honestly always love Sheena's performances because she is very unique. And that's one of the things I really respect out of her is her uniqueness, not only vocal-wise, but her performances too. I am very curious to see what she'll sing. I am, I was banking and thinking maybe she would do work, but that was done with Millennium Parade. And I I don't know if Millennium Parade would be there, but that would be pretty dang awesome if they were. But she did two singles with Millennium Parade this year, which was 10, uh, 2045 and Work. But she also had another single called Je Suis Libre. Um, and there's a chance she could do that as well. But I know what Sheena, you never know what you're going to get till you see it. And I'm actually looking forward to that. If there's a wild card that we're going to talk about tonight, it's Sheena Ringo. And it, you never know what you're going to get with her. Every year, it's something different, something wild. And I, if I remember correctly, I don't think I liked her performance last year. It was one of the weirder performances. But, uh, you know, she's got her fans. And uh, she she knows how to put on a show. Whether you like it or not it might be a different story. But she'll definitely captivate you <laughs> in an interesting way and definitely entertain. So... We'll see what she does. You know, I'm hoping I like it because I, you know, Sheena Ringo is one of these artists that I, I, I love her voice. I love her singing style. It's always her her song composition and her stage presence that always throws me for loop. And so, you know, when she's just like singing a straight song, I I tend to really like her. But it's Sheena Ringo. She's she's got she's got a reputation, and I'm expecting her to live up to it. So. We'll see what she does. It could be good. It could be a wild mess. It just depends. But either way, it'll keep us on our toes. Absolutely. And the next artist, which I am very excited for, is Juju. And this will be her second time in the Kohaku. And Juju actually has had a pretty good year. So she has two singles she released this year. One's technically an EP, not a single, called Bet On Me. And it came out earlier. Then she had a recent one. It was Nagori Yuki slash uh, Muju, which just came out like a month ago. And on top of that, she just released her snack Juju Yoruno Request. So those are her jazz albums she does. And I always adore those because they are so good. So I'm very curious what Juju will do, if she'll do more of a medley or if she's going to do one of her newer tracks. But either way, I am so looking forward to her performance. I just, I adore her. I love her vocals. I love what she brings to the industry. And to me, she is an industry staple. Yeah, no, I am really glad and happy to see Juju on here. She's uh, such a lovely and wonderful voice. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm not entirely certain what she'll do, but 
Uh, she'll definitely shake things up. She's a little bit of a different act than what you typically see at the Kohaku, and that's going to make it quite interesting. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what she's got. Bring that juju magic. Same for me. Very excited. And so the next one, which I am also very excited for, is Superfly. And I absolutely love Superfly. Honestly, I'm really hoping they do a medley of songs off their Heatwave album that came out earlier this year. That album was literally fire, and I could see them doing Spring is Graduation, Heatwave, Love and Peace Again, one of those tracks, or the song Farewell, because I think Farewell would be another one that would do very well at the Kohaku. I mean, they also, though, have had the new song Ashes that just dropped this November, and they also did a song for that movie, The Elementals, that came out, and it was called Yasashi Kimochi De. So there's a chance they could do that too. But I'm really banking on that they do something off Heatwave because there were so many good tracks on that that I'm crossing my fingers. The other one that they might do is Present, as that was used for an anime. However, I, I'm i just... You don't know, Superfly. I think it's going to be a medley. I just don't know which songs will be included. I will say, if if the rumors are true that it's going to be like an anime theme, Presence might be the song that they do. But of all all the people that we're going to talk about tonight, I think Superfly... Uh, I, I would be nice to see them do a medley because Superfly is a group and, and it's going to sound absolutely terrible. But every year they come on the Kohaku and I usually like what they do. I, I like their music. I like their performances. I think they do really good work. Never listen to them. <laughs> I only ever listen to them on the Kohaku. So I really need to check out their latest album and, and you know, give them in a more rotation because, the, you know, Superfly is a great group. And, you know, they, they've been there seven times now. I, I could see them doing a medley. It would be nice if they, you know, they did like a smattering of songs. But... I, if there, if the, like I said, the rumors are true that it's going to be anime, I wouldn't be too shocked at all if they, if it was presence since that was used for an anime. So we'll we'll wait and see how things shake out. But Superfly is definitely an act I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and just um, so Superfly, they I will say they are a group, but in a way they're not anymore. So it's led by Shehole, and she's the main vocalist of the group. But if I'm correct, most of the members have since gone. So she's like the main leader of Superfly. However, Shiho has such a phenomenal voice. I'm just looking forward to seeing what they'll do. I think that's one of my most anticipated acts this year. But next up, we have another Kohaku staple, Yoshimi Tendo. And I don't have too much to say. I just, I always look forward to Yoshimi Tendo's performances. She always does something extravagant despite being Enka. She always keeps that beautiful voice and I always look forward to see what she'll do. Uh, yeah, Yoshimi Tendo, again, you know, she's she's a staple at this thing and, you know, it's nice to see, you know, she's coming up. This is her 28th appearance. Two more. She's got, she's in for 30. Like, that's, that's really impressive. Not many people make it to that number. And, and the ones that, you know, are, really in the double digits are Inca. 
performer. So, you know, that shows the staying power that Inca has and the presence that Inca has over the Kohaku. And really, in a lot of ways, I think the Inca performances tend to be the more standout performances. They really do wild things with the stage typically and really make it a production. So I, I like the Inca acts. They're, they're definitely just a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she does. Absolutely. And another one that is no big surprise, they are back, and that is Niju. Niju has had a great year this year, especially with their release of Coconut Deluxe Edition. Coconut has done very, very well, and Niju themselves has. And honestly, I think if anyone does a medley, it'll be Niju, and they'll probably do like Coconut, Paradise... I'm not sure what else, or if they don't end up doing a medley, they'll probably just do Coconut. I know that it was a great hit for them. They do have a new track called Press Play that came out, or a new single called Press Play with the song Hardest and Lucky Star, but I'm really thinking they're going to do Coconut. Yeah, Niju, honestly, I kind of forgot Niju was a thing, <laughs> and then... When I saw that they were at the Kahaka, I was like, "Oh yeah, I need you. They're they're still they're still around. They're still a thing. And they are popular. Take my ignorance with a the grain of salt that it should be taken with, because it is you know it's just like I said, I, I'm not a huge Niju fan, so I, I don't really know what they will do. Uh, I always hope, especially with like you know groups like Niju and stuff like that, where I don't care much for their music." I'm usually looking forward to seeing kind of like what they do on the stage, especially a group like Niji. You know, they, they really have the, they, they really could wow me with a great stage per- performance and I, I really enjoy it. So hopefully that's what I'm hoping for here because I, I mean, I might like the song. I haven't heard coconut. I might love that song. Who knows? But you, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, a great performance, you know, even if the song you might find like lesser, you know, if it's got really good dance choreography or stuff like that, it can really turn your mind on a song. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, part of the fun of the Kohaku is seeing the choreography. So I'm hoping that, you know, even though I'm not maybe their biggest fan, I really hope that they come out, put on a great show and entertain me. And, you know, I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping I'll like them. That's for darn sure. And next we have Gray, another favorite of yours, is Nogizaka Forty Six is back for their ninth time. So, what do you? What's your guess on what they will perform this year? So, uh, Nogizaka Forty Six has had two releases this year, and I'll be honest, I, I, I well, I, I love this group a few years ago i haven't liked them a whole lot uh in the subsequent years especially since my shiraishi left it's kind of been downhill uh my uh, my favorite idol in the group left i think last year and i haven't really been a huge fan of of their more recent stuff their release earlier in the year uh hito wa yume Oni do miru, I think might would be the song that they do because if I remember correctly, I, that might have been the graduation song for their last member. I really wish I could remember her name because she was my favorite, but I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. 
but I, I, I imagine that one, it, it'll be trimmed because it's a six minute song. So it'll definitely be trimmed if they do pick that one. But they've been at it nine times now. Uh, they could do a medley. I could see them doing a medley. Uh, and that would be fun, I think. And even though they haven't done anything in a long time that really interests me, I, I could see them doing a medley. I think that would be a lot of fun. And if they did do that, it would be good. But uh, I, it hasn't been a good year. In my In my two cents, it hasn't been a good year for Nogisaka 46. So it's really hard for me to say what they do. I, but you know, if they did, if they did just do one song, you got a 50, 50 shot, which one it is, but I'll say it's the first one. What do you think, Luna? I honestly have no idea because I'm just not, they're a group I don't follow. And like you said, they only had two releases. So it's really a toss up point on what they'll do. And we'll just wait and see. And with that, we have one of the groups that I always am, it's such a joy to see. And that is Perfume will be returning for their 16th time on the Kohaku. And I recommend watching them live, especially like not just in the Kohaku in general. They put on an amazing show. I'm always entertained. And ever actually, I always look forward to see what they're going to do. Because they're such, they just... I guess you could say their stage presence is something that always amazes me and I love that. I honestly think they're either going to do Moon or Sumika Disco but Perfume also is known for their medleys so if anyone's doing a medley it'll be them. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you Luna and Perfume all more often than not puts on a great show. I did, I did think last year their show was a little lackluster because, you know, uh, in all the years that we've covered perfume on the Kohaku, they did these really elaborate, elaborate performances. And then last year they kind of just sang on the stage, but you know, it's one of those things where, you know, there were some extenuating circumstances that really kind of prevented them from, you know, doing a crazy show. But, you know, I'm hoping that we can see kind of a return to form for Perfume because they do some wild stuff on that show, on that stage uh, when they can. And they're just a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get to, you know, get some experience some fun from Perfume. Absolutely. So next is another artist who absolutely wowed us last year. And that was Mishia. She's coming back for her eighth performance. And honestly, I don't know how she could top last year because that was absolutely beautiful. And she held one of my favorite performances with that Disney medley. I mean, it was just indescribable. And I, I'm i looking forward to see what Michio will do. Yeah, no, that, that Disney medley was really good. And it'll be hard to top, but... It, she could do it and it would be really cool if she does. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Mishia manages to pull out. All right. And with that, we have Misamo. And so this one is interesting because Misamo is the three Japanese members of twice. So they consist of Sana, Momo and Mina. And technically it's their eighth time being on there because twice has been on there eight times so therefore they have 
Um, this time they're just going under their subgroup, Misamol. And Misamol, this is the first subunit of Twice, and they just debuted this year's Misamol as the subgroup. And their masterpiece album has sold bonkers. They have done very, very well. And honestly, with me getting really into Twice, I am very happy to see their subgroup on here and uh, is me Summel. I think that's really exciting and I'm I honestly have no idea what they're going to perform but nonetheless I'm looking forward to it yeah I'm not mega familiar with me Samo, but it'll be very interesting to see what they do it, you know, especially since it's a twice subgroup you know that'll be very interesting uh, more inter- intimate performance and I, you know, it's been a while since Twice has been on the Kohaku. I'd, I'd actually love to see the full group come back to the Kohaku. Maybe they will uh, in a year or two. Uh, I know they've been focusing mostly on their Korean stuff as of late. But uh, it, it'd be nice uh, to see them kind of make a resurgence in Japanese culture. So we'll, we'll wait and see how things kind of shake out. But still, it's nice to see Misamo here, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Yep, same for me. So next up, we have another industry staple, and it is Kaori Mizumori. This will be her 21st time on the Kohaku. And this is an artist I always enjoy seeing, but it's one of those that I usually only watch or listen to on the Kohaku. However, I love her performances and looking forward to seeing her. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm... Mostly like what Luna said, it's uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about Kaori Mizumori, uh, and you know I'm looking forward to seeing like like what she does. Uh, she does good work usually, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how things shake out. Darn tootin'. All right, and next up we have one of my favorite artists, and that is Millet. So this will be her third time on the Kohaku. And I don't want to do a spoiler because there's someone in the white team that there's a good chance she will be doing a duet with. I think she'll still do something solo because Millet did release her 5AM album this year. And it honestly, there's some great songs that she could easily perform on here. Walking in my lane, living my life, um, Hey Song, Always You, Final Call. So a lot of these have been used for dramas shows you know that type of thing movies um but i'm I'm just gonna announce the title of the song i'm not gonna announce who it's with but koi uh kogare is tied to an anime it's tied to yaiba and honestly i have a feeling there is going to be a duet with her and someone from the white team and when we get to that i'll say who it is and we'll connect the dots but i i'm banking on koi kogare will be used in a kohaku Yeah, no, Millet usually puts on a good performance. It's nice to see that she's, you know, coming back for a third time. And yeah, with the kind of anime theme that, that again, has been rumored, uh, it is very, I wouldn't be too shocked if she did her Yaiba opening. I mean, that, that seems like a foregone conclusion. So, uh, but still, uh, it'll be good, hopefully. And I'm looking forward to see how she does. 
Right, and so am I. And next up, we have Ryoku uh, uh, Shokushakai, who we saw last year, and they had an amazing performance. Honestly, I am so glad to see them back this year. They've had some great tunes this year, and I'm looking forward to see what they'll do. And I wish if Ken was on here because he was the one who introduced this group to me. And they were also one of our music corners. So it's great to see them on back in the Kohaku and still singing. Yeah, when we covered them for the music corner, they were a relatively unknown group. And to see them kind of come on the Kohaku and really break out and be a success has been really nice. Uh, they did a great job last year and to see them come back is wonderful. Uh, I don't know what they've released. I haven't kept up with them, but still uh, I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, if it's as good as last year, it'll be awesome. So that's, that's what matters. And last up from the red team, we have La Seraphim. So this will be their second time on the Kohaku. So I'm betting on two things. They're either going to do Fearless. I honestly think they are going to do Fearless. But the other song I think they could do. Well, I mean, what I'm thinking they'll do. Well, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. So I know they're... I'm. I'm about 99.9% positive they're doing Fearless. But I also think they could do Unforgiven as well. That's another one I was also thinking, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. And the reason why, if I can find my reason for this, because now I can't find it. Well, um, shit. There it is. So the reason I'm thinking they might do Unforgiven is because Adol is featured in it. And Adol is also in the Kohaku. And that's why I'm like, it could be Fearless, but it could be Unforgiven. And it also could be Anti-Fragile or Jewelry, which I doubt it'd be Jewelry, but Jewelry was pr produced by Imase. However, I'm banking on Unforgiven or Fearless or a medley. But those are the two biggest songs they've done this year. And I mean, Anti-Fragile is also solid. But with Otto there, I'm kind of wondering if she'll show up in that performance in some way. If they do Unforgiven. Uh, Seraphim's had such a big year. You know, it's it's only their second time, but I could see them doing a medley. I you know, I don't think it'd be out of the realm of possibility. And especially since Otto is there, uh, I could definitely see them doing Unforgiven. So it, it's definitely, I think, in the cards. And it would be interesting if they did, even if I'm not their biggest fan. You know, I, I think that would be a lot of fun and, you know, kind of get uh, a little bit of the highlights of the year, so to speak. So I think that'd be a, a good direction to go in that's for darn toot and i'm very excited for that so that closes off the red team we are gonna jump right into the white team so the first one on the white team is elephant kashimashi this was a group that i was not super familiar with i've heard the name here and there they are a japanese rock band that was formed in the 80s so they are they have been in the industry for a long time they are a staple in the industry and 
the this will be their second, only their second time on Kohaku, despite being for their band being formed in eighty one. However, one of the things to mention about them is one of their albums is actually ranked in like the top fifty for enroll for Rolling Stones, like of greatest rock albums of all time. So I think that's phenomenal. I think it'll be a great time to see them on stage and for people to get re-familiar with them. Yeah, this is a group that I never heard of, but they have had a prolific career. And, you know, it, it kind of stinks that it took them all this time to come back again. But, you know, it's nice to see them back, even though I didn't see the first one still. It'll be nice. It'll be definitely different, and I don't know what to expect, and that's what makes it exciting. So I'm looking forward to Elephant uh, Kashimashi. I, I think they'll definitely be a fun group. Absolutely. And then next up, we have Yo Oizumi. So this will actually be his first time on the Kohaku. And I'm very curious of what he's going to do because... As you know, he's usually a host. So it'll be very interesting to see. I'm thinking, I'm not sure, but I'm looking forward to his performance. Yeah, Yo Oizumi is really fascinating pick. I'm not too familiar with his musical career. I just know him from hosting the Kohaku. I know he's a comedian. Uh, and that's yes. kind of like what he's known for. He did just drop a song on the 31st of October. So there's a good chance he'll do that. Or he could do some type of skit or something. But it'll be neat seeing him on the white team as a musical act. And also not being a host this time around. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, of, of the male hosts that they've had, I, I know they were changing out Arashi members for a while. But ever since he stepped up, to be the host. I've really enjoyed him as one of the hosts. So I, part of me is a little sad to see him not hosting this year, <laughs> even, even though he's going to be there and he's going to be one of the musical acts. Like I'm a little sad, you know, he's, he's just going to be on there on the stage for like maybe three, four minutes and then he's, he's done and he'll go off. Uh, and I don't know, maybe he'll, he'll be around he'll pop back in or something. Cause like I said, I, I really liked him. Uh, he's, he, he's been one of my favorites of the Kohaku I, I think I think he has great charisma and personality, and I, he he just shines bright every time that he he's on there. And it, it like I said, it saddens me a little bit. He's not going to be uh, one of the main presenters this year, but you know that's that's how it goes. And I'm I am looking forward to see what musical act he does. Absolutely. So, and next up, we have one of our favorites, Official Hige Dandism. So, this will be their fourth time coming on Nikohaku. I'm looking forward to seeing what they'll do, but my bank is going on Nichi Joel. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about Official Hige Dandism. I'm glad they're back. They're, they're a staple. I honestly couldn't even tell you a song that they did that came out this year. Uh, they so, did too, Nichi Joe and Chessboard. So I am looking, I'm, and Tattoo as well, and White Noise. But I'm thinking Nichi Joe is the one they'll do. I, I will have to lean on your expertise because <laughs> I have no idea. But it's nice to see them back, and you know, hopefully, you know, they'll they'll uh, surprise me by what they do. Yep, I'm sure they will. So 
the next one is another first for the Kohaku, and that is Tatsuya Kitani. So, Katsuya Kitani, one of... So, he's a pretty new artist, but one of his biggest songs he recently did was Ie, which is used for Bleach, the Thousand Year Blood War. I'm actually thinking he's probably gonna go on to do that one. Um just going off of if they're doing that anime theme he also did one called get goal which he did like a vocaloid version as well so it'll be really really interesting because he's not only a singer songwriter he's also a bassist lyricist composer and arranger he's he can do everything um so it'll be he's also a vocaloid producer which is very interesting so i honestly think he's going to do something more with that aspect, either if they're going with that anime theme, I'm banking on Ye from the uh, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, but who knows? I'm not super familiar with his music, but I am very, very interested in watching him perform live. Yeah, this is an individual I'm, I'm not too familiar. I'd never really heard of him until his I saw his name on the program. I, I really don't know what much I can really say about him other than what I've said about the other <laughs> artists who I, I hadn't heard of and don't know too much about them. He's a wild card. There's no telling what he'll do. Uh, if, if he did the opening, uh, since he did the opening to a uh, thousand year blood war uh, bleach, I, I would expect that to be the song that he does. So, uh, that'll be good more than likely and you know hopefully you know be blown away it's always nice to discover new artists and new people absolutely and the next we have is another industry staple really doesn't need enter introductions and that's Hidomi Go this will be his 36th time on the Kohaku and honestly he almost always does medleys and I'm looking forward to seeing what he'll do. He puts on a great show. All right. And moving on up to the next one, it's another industry staple. We got Masashi Sisada. This will be his 22nd time. I, I, always, I mean, this is one of the industry staples who I don't have too much to say on it. We know what we're getting and that's pretty much, you know, how it is. So I look forward to seeing his performance. Yeah, I'm just going to have to echo what Luna said, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And next up, we have JO1, and this will be their second time performing on the Kohaku, so they are definitely back, and you can tell it's a pretty heavy Korean presence this year as well, which is, I mean, I felt like last year had a little bit of that too, but this year it really does feel that way. Um, I'm very curious to see what JO1 will do performance-wise. I haven't really paid attention to too many of their releases this year, no offense. I know they've had a great year. They've had some singles drop. They've had some mini-albums drop, album drop. And I am looking forward as they have great choreography. Yeah, no. Again, I want to echo a lot of what Luna said, uh, I haven't been paying too much attention to JO1, but, you know, I did think that they had a good performance last year and, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do here. Uh, you know, hopefully they will 
while they they have the potential and I'm looking forward to seeing what they got. Absolutely. And then we got our another staple that we've been seeing every year. They don't really need much of an introduction. It's Jinratsu. And Jinratsu is Jinratsu. They always give a fun, sometimes oddball performance, but we always like them. All the ladies just love this group. They so I'm looking forward to see what they'll do. Junretsu always puts on a great show and I think, you know, this will be no no exception uh, and uh I look forward to it. Same, same. And next up we have another one. We got Masayaki Suzuki who also doesn't need much introduction in introduction of his own. He is an industry staple. And also had a wonderful performance last time. And I am looking forward to see what he'll do this year. Yeah, he did an amazing job last year. So it'll be interesting to see what he cooks up for this year's show. Hopefully it'll be exciting. Same. And next up, we have a first for the... For another first for the white team, and that is Sutopri, Strawberry Prince, Strawberry Prince. So they are an anime group, and they're pretty much a Japanese boy band, and they were formed in 2016. So pretty much they're very, they're very anime. So I don't even know really how to describe it, but I'm super, super curious because they're all avatars and how this is going to be represented at the Kohaku because currently each member is re- is represented by an illustrated avatar and I'm like are they gonna do like a hologram are they gonna have something on the screen are they gonna actually show themselves which I doubt but I think it'll be very interesting to see them perform and I always like when we get an artist like this that we wouldn't normally see Yeah, the Kohaku really been stretching their legs the past few years. Uh, Uta last year being a standout, uh, and I, you know, I I'm very curious. Are they going to kind of do like what they did with Uta last year and kind of echo that performance? Uh, that would be the right direction, I think, to go in. And you know, I think they'll do something similar with Otto, but we'll wait and see how they do Otto. Uh, but Strawberry Prince is very interesting. I never heard of them. But they they've been around for a minute, it looks like, and they got they got lots of on Apple Music. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I, I don't know too much about them, but it'll be fun. I am as well. And next up, we have another first. We're actually going to have a couple of these, and that is Stray Kids. And Stray Kids has also had a great year. They have been hitting the charts, especially in that album side. And this is where that K-pop influence, we're going to see a few more of these. I feel like they're filling that void with Stray Kids style of music that Exile would be. And even though I, I don't listen to a lot of Stray Kids, but I know who they are. I listen to some songs. I think it'll be great to see them perform live. I feel like they're going to bring that energy. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they'll what they'll do. Yeah, I'm looking at their Apple Music and my my word, what a machine. They have been busy in 2023. <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I, I'm not 
knew too much about Stray Kids, but you know they they've been busy and they've had a really good year, especially in the Japanese markets. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I am as well, and an and another big one that is a first and they have also killed it in the charts this year and that is 17 can i say that i'm very excited to see 17 perform because we constantly see them consistently on the top album charts and we've even seen them breach the single charts and this will be their first performance in the kohaku and i honestly think this will be very exciting I've been checking out a lot of their music lately, and I really do like what I hear. So, I'm I'm very curious what they'll be bringing, like what songs they'll be doing. I could see them doing more of a medley, but I could also see them doing some of their bit, you know, their their biggest hit this year as well. And which was oh, I know they've had a couple, so it's just. Uh, I mean, they had Betting, which is one of their newest uh, newest ones in Japan, but they've also had, they've dropped so many albums and singles and EPs that it's very exciting. So they just, they released their Japanese best album this year, and that was in August. So I could honestly see them doing a medley of some of their Japanese best hits. Yeah, no. 17 when i saw them on the list i was a bit floored because you, you know i always thought and this is gonna sound terrible but i always thought 17 was a little too big for the kohaku because they're they're so popular they're such a huge group you know this is a multinational group they're obviously mega big in south korea they have a huge united states presence uh, and they are really big in japan and you know, I always just, you know, I would have never expected them to do something like the Kohaku because just the sheer fact that, you know, they, they're probably, they're, you know, they're so popular that, you know, they probably want them to do some sort of performance at home or, you know, I could see them doing like some American performance or something, but they, they, they're at the Kohaku, which is really cool. I'm, I'm haven't heard a whole lot of their music. I don't know much about it. But to see a group of 17 stature really coming to the Kohaku is really exciting. And, you know, they might be the probably the biggest act uh, as far as like a multinational uh, viewing experience goes. Because, you know, there's probably some people who will look up their performance at the Kohaku who aren't really into Japanese music, may not know anything about the Kohaku. Uh, so, you know, th- you know, this is a big, big get for uh, NHK and uh, it'll be exciting to see what they do. Absolutely. And then another artist that has another first and that is called 10 Feet. And 10 Feet is a Japanese rock band and they have like a mix of I would say even though they're rock, they're more of a mix of the different types of rock styles. They're not just one, but they are also one that has been around for quite some time. So it'll be great to see them live. I'm not as familiar with their, all their music 
but I am really looking forward to seeing them as they have a wide variety of genres with their rock as sometimes some people consider more alternative pop punk metacore hardcore and they do because they do that variety I think they can definitely bring something new and fresh and I'm looking forward to seeing them yeah no uh 10 10 feet's a group I never really heard of uh Ken told me they had been around a while but I really just don't know a whole lot about them but we'll have to wait and see what they bring. It'll be interesting either way. Absolutely. And B First will also be making their first Kohaku appearance this year. And we know B First has been knocking out singles left and right. They have been really getting their foot out in the industry. I also feel like they're, without Exile being there, having a group like Be First there is a great representation in that sense. And I I mean, even though I might be hit or miss on some of their music, I know they're going to put on an amazing performance. Just with their choreography and their vocals, I think it'll be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to seeing them live. Yeah, I'm expecting them to, to do their mainstream single, which was really popular when it released. They just dropped one a few weeks ago, so we'll have to wait and see how that one does. But I'm expecting mainstream, which I did not care for, but we'll have to wait and see how uh, the performance is. Even if I don't like the song, I always maintain that I might like that performance. So we'll have to wait and see how the actual live performance goes. Uh, B First knows how to put on a good show, and I think these guys can rock when they want to. And next up, we have Masahara Fukuyama, who is an industry and Kohaku staple. This will be his 16th Kohaku. There isn't too much I honestly can say. I j- this is one of those artists I really, I really like their Kohaku performance, and I always look forward to it. Uh I think Luna hit all the nails on the head, and there's nothing more to really say. Next up, we have Fumio Fuchi, who has been in a Kohaku. This will be their sixth time, and they're also one of those industry staples. So I don't have too much to say on this. I'm just looking forward to the performance as I recollect some great ones. Fumio Fuji is you know he's 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 been on the program for a while and it'll be exciting to see what he does he usually puts on a good show and i think it'll be a lot of fun all right and next up we have another first which i'm very shocked about and that is man with a mission i honestly am very surprised this is their first time as they've been around for quite some time but for them to come on during the kohaku this year is actually a great time so this is the artist that did the song Koi Kogade with Millet and is used uh, for one of the Yaiba themes. I honestly can see them doing a duet together and maybe doing this as part of like an, if they do an anime segment, they'll come out together. If they end up doing things individually, I could easily see Man with a Mission. They have so many songs they could choose from, especially ones that have been used for anime. But I'm pinging on Man of the Mission and Millet doing Koyo Kogare. And they might do a few other things too and do some songs, meet with Millet. They do that together and she does some songs. But no matter what, I'm banking on Koyo Kogare being some part of the Kohaku. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot, a lot what Luna said, especially the 
first part where she talked about how you look at man with the mission and you see that the, their debut at the Kahaku and it's like, really man, you would have thought they would have been there by now, but I, you know, for whatever reason, I guess they just hadn't made it. And it, it's really nice to see them there. I, I also think, you know, since they did a song for Yaiba, they'll probably do that one. So it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, it's another group because uh, Man with a Mission does a lot of lot of different anime songs. They I could see them doing a medley of an, of some of their greater hit anime openings. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what direction they go in, and it'll be interesting to see them come out on the stage with their wolf heads. Like that that'll be wild, uh, especially for something like the Kohaku. So very exciting times. I agree. I think it'll be a great performance nonetheless. All right. And then next up, we have Miss Green Apple. And this will also be their first time in a Kohaku, which was another one that it surprised me in a sense. I mean, I wasn't fully shocked, but at the same time, I was. They've been around for quite some time. They've had some great hits lately. And... Honestly, this has been a good year for them. I, I'm curious to see what they will do. They did have their new album, Antenna, drop earlier this year, so I could easily see them doing a couple songs off that as a medley. However, they could also do their their um, tr- their track, Atatani, uh, or Quesada uh, Seda. But nonetheless, I'm really looking forward to seeing Miss Green Apple perform live on the Kohaku. I think it'll be very memorable. Yeah, no, I, Luna, I think you said all the right stuff. Uh, this, again, was another one of those groups where I was like, man, I can't believe they hadn't already been there. But I'm glad that they're there, and uh, there's no telling what they'll do. They do a lot of songs with anime. I am not uber familiar with their current releases, so but I imagine that they'll do something more current. And I wouldn't be too shocked if it was tied to an anime, because they, they do do a lot of anime openings, so... Uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of like how it shakes out. Absolutely. And with that, we have another, oh my gosh, this is a, this is a fun one. So he's revising his role again. It is Hiroshi Miyama, the Kendama guy. He is back and ready to break his record. Do you think he'll do it again this year, Gray? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he he typically breaks his his record. I, I personally, I'd like for him to mix it up a little bit and add three more people instead of just one. But I understand that it's hard to it, it can be hard to do this stuff, and, and the bigger it goes, the harder it gets with timing. Too, because like the past two or three years, the timing's been a little off. Like the song will end, and we still have like. 10 people to go in the Kadama thing. So, uh, dude's a great vocalist. I usually like the song. I've seen the act enough times. I'm, I'm kind of over it, but, uh, you know, let's, let's see what it does. You know, if somebody drops, honestly, I find that to be a little bit more interesting, even though it sucks for him because, you know, he's not making his, you know, he's not getting into the Guinness book world records, but I mean, he's broken this record. What? three times now 
Yes, he has. If I'm yeah, correct, um, yeah, it's crazy. But well, you know, <laughs> I know what he'll do. I'll just I'm looking forward to see if I enjoy it this year. Yep, it. I, I knew you'd you'd be so excited that he was back this year. And next up, we have Keisuke Yamauchi, who is an Enka favorite, one of the young Enka singers, and I'm looking forward to seeing him on. I love his vocals. And honestly, he puts on a really good performance. So this is one of those artists I always look forward to. Yeah, th- this is definitely he's a he's a great vocalist, uh, and you know, uh, definitely something that he usually puts on a good show. So he knows how to wild a crowd. This will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And for our last one, it is Yuzu, and. If you are familiar with the Kohaku, Yuzu is a staple on there. They perform together quite a bit. Those of you who haven't seen it yet or aren't familiar with Yuzu, they are a they are a duo who does more folky music. And I honestly really like it because their music feels very wholesome, relaxing. They always put on a good performance. I love seeing Yuzu live. And they're an artist that it would feel weird if they weren't on the Kohaku. And looking forward to having them back. Yeah, no, they've become a Kohaku staple at this point, And they always do something really good. They have great vocals. Uh, they've been in it for a while. They have good presence together uh, and great chemistry. So I'm looking forward to Yuzu. I think this will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And with that, that really concludes our list for Kohaku for Red Team and White Team. And looking at it, great. who do you think is stronger right now, seeing that list? Do you think the red team or the white team is stronger? Honestly, there's a lot more first in the white team than there is the red team. And I I, I want to say because the red team is a much better known quantity, I, I'm going to say the red team. But it, it's hard because, you know, even though like 17 who's never been there before, you know they're going to put on an amazing performance so uh it but if i have to go with my gut i'm gonna say red team at the moment i actually am with you on that looking at it i'm thinking red team i'm not counting the white team out but my gut is also telling me the red team there are just some great establishments in there i think you know la seraphim millet mishia superfly Ito, Ano, Ado, I mean, there's so many, but also White Team has also some great performances ahead, and I don't want to count them out because you got 17 Beaver Stray Kids in there, and I think that this is going to be a great Kohaku, and we will be, look forward to our episode on that because you know we will be talking about it, and we will have Ken back, so stay tuned. And we hope you enjoyed this episode talking about the Kohaku. Let us know if you have any any questions or anything you think of in regards to it, or you just like some commentary on it. We'd love to discuss. Yeah, uh, we are looking forward to these acts uh, at the Kohaku, and we are looking forward to seeing what acts our audience is looking forward to as well. Absolutely. And with that, 
We want to thank everyone for listening to our episode. We appreciate it. Be sure to check out our website at ongakutou.com, O-N-G-A-K-U-T-O-Y-O-U.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at ongakutou and Instagram and Facebook as well. We also want to give a big thank you to all of our affiliates, such as Kyoto Hunter, who streams retro and retro games. You can check him at twitch.tv slash kyoruhunter, K-Y-O-R-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out Timber Taft at twitch.tv slash Timber Taft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out my sister, Rosalie, at twitch.tv slash Kitty, where she's streaming some Monster Hunter, some Genshin Impact, and a few other lovely things. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E, where she streams all the lovely Zelda stuff. And don't forget to check out our usual host, Ken. You can follow him at Twitter at O-T-Y-Ken1, that is O-T-Y-K-E-N-1. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Ken do called Podasaurus, where they discuss video games and the video game and what's new in the video game industry you can find it by looking uh, find it on all streaming services by looking up kyoto hunter and gray where can we find you you can find me on x at ongaku gray where i post about what i'm watching what i'm playing all that fun jazz so if you're interested in what i'm up to just follow me there and you can find me on several of the social medias such as X, Letterboxd, My Anime List, Kitsu, Anime Planet as Luna Maria87. You can also find me on Instagram as Nerdy Collector Luna, where I mainly post about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, what I'm eating, and photos of my cats. And at some point, you'll see photos of my Japan trip and my purchases. And with that, I want to thank everyone so much for listening to today's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it and are also as excited about the Kohaku as we are. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we are hyped for the Kohaku and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Bye. Jamatene.